The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. A number of primary school management bodies have issued a, a joint statement calling on the government to provide more funding in order to relieve the burden of voluntary contributions on parents. They warn that many schools' finances remain extremely challenging due to ongoing significant increases in energy costs, insurance costs, cleaning and waste disposal costs. Now, joining me is Emer Nolan, who's CEO of Educate Together, and we're also joined by Fine Gael Senator Ashling Dolan, who is the Shannon Education spokesperson for that party. Uh, good morning and welcome. Emer, can you sketch out for us exactly the scale of this problem? Yeah, well, the problem here, Pat, is that schools just can't pay their bills. Um, usually we might hear from one or two schools a year that it was maybe in, in serious financial trouble because of particular unusual situations that might arise. But this year, almost a tenth of our schools have contacted us for urgent support in relation to serious financial challenges just in the last six months. Um, and we kind of know this is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, developing schools, schools in temporary accommodation, schools in disadvantaged areas are definitely the worst hit, but all schools are struggling mm. to make ends meet at the moment. Um, like there are schools that have had to put overdrafts in place, they've had to cancel their direct debits because they know they won't have enough money to pay their bills. You know, this is a really serious situation. We've schools asking parents to come in and do cleaning. We've heard of one school that wasn't able to pay their secretary over the summer because of a department grant that didn't arrive. Um, you know, it's, I suppose if people want to think about their own heating costs, might have maybe doubled last winter, maybe from maybe three hundred euro to six hundred euro for a school. That doubling meant an increase from mm. maybe three thousand to six thousand. And those costs have not gone back down. Yes. Um, and after years of underfunding of schools, schools don't have any reserves. So we really are at crisis point. Mm. Now, Imer, if you are on the social welfare register and you, you know you're having a hard time. Uh, you have a place to go. You go and try to get social assistance and there are rules and regulations about that. But schools, you'd imagine that the department should have a similar kind of system in place for schools that are experiencing financial hardship. Do they? No, and we're finding that more and more. You know, schools are advised to contact the financial services unit if they are having difficulties. But really all they can do is help a school to do planning. Um, You know, it's quite frustrating for schools and it's quite a long process. You know, schools that are very well organised, very well planned. I mean, schools generally are very efficient. They've had to over the years. You know, they go through this process of writing down everything when they know the answer is there just isn't enough money. Um, and they don't have anywhere to go. They have nowhere so, to go with it. So, so what kind of advice does this department, uh, this service give? I mean, is it uh, don't forget to switch out the lights when you're going home, uh, keep the doors closed in yeah. case the heat escapes, I mean, that kind of stuff? They might try and look to see if there was a particular cost that a school could cut down on, but schools don't go to them until they're at the bottom. You know, they don't, they have cut everything they can cut. Um, you know, they will. And look, it's a good service if, if, you're, if your difficulties are organisational and not actually financial. But for these schools, they just don't have enough money. OK, and that service does not provide cash if you're short. No, so the doesn't. department doesn't have this kind of reserve fund for schools in difficulty? No, it doesn't. No, I mean, look, in very unique, very occasional in, in my, whatever, more than 10 years working with primary schools, I can think of once or twice the department has has eventually stepped in and solved a problem. But they're in, you know, unusual situations. We're not talking about unusual situations here. We're talking about enough basic money to get through the year. Yeah. Now, the, the, you know, sometimes uh, the uh, 
voluntary contributions that parents are asked to to make and uh, they should be truly voluntary often people perceive them not to be but they're seen as you know providing for extracurricular activities you know cream on top of the the cake if you like but are you saying that yeah. ordinary heat light waste disposal cleaning that really it takes parents voluntary contributions to pay for those bills yeah, unfortunately, that is the situation now. I think we've gone beyond the, you know, let's raise money for, um, you know, some special educational program. I would say that most schools um, are in a situation now where they very reluctantly and unfortunately do have to ask parents for voluntary contributions um, and they are going towards the utility bills. Um, you know, I've, I've one school, um, their utility bills, I'm just looking at a big list here of you know all the different queries that have come in, um, gone from 4,000 up to 14,000 euro, you know, over the past two years. Um, you're not, you're not going to meet that with yeah. the grants that are there at the okay. moment. And, and you do know, you know the normal cap uh, payments that are made per student in enrolled. Yes. Uh, what is that money spent on typically? Well, everything, uh, everything. I mean, it, you know, a school is, is very much like a house, but much more complicated. So everything from your cleaning, your utilities, your uh, educational materials, um, you know, all of it comes out of this capitation grant. Um, and, you know, just to give you an idea of how we compare to other countries, you know, we, we had a new OECD report again yesterday confirming that we spend about 10% less in Ireland on primary education in total. So that's when you take in the funding for the schools, the teachers and so on. We spend about uh, €8,900 per child per year. And that's compared to 9900 per child per year on average across the OECD. So that's just the average. You know, most of the countries we, people would be thinking of spend much more. And they see great returns for that investment. You know, it is an investment. Investing in primary education, all the research shows that, you know, if you can give children a really good experience in their early years and through primary education, you're really setting up not just the children, but your society um, for strength. So, it, you know, it, it's small amounts of money in the, in the greater scheme of things. We're expecting a surplus of 16 billion next year. You know, and, yeah, but you, know, you but see, when they increase, if they were to increase the capitation, uh, that would be an ongoing expense. And Michael McGrath has been saying, oh, we're looking at those corporation tax receipts. They seem to be tapering off a bit. Uh, but anyway, look, uh, we, we'll go to Ashling Dolan, who's the Fine Gael Senator and Shannon, the education spokesperson for that party. Ashling, good morning. Uh, good morning. Um, you're in a party that's in power. Uh, do you understand this problem? Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, good morning, Pass. And of course, I know that, you know, at the moment, and the clear priority of government here is to ensure that, you know, the costs that we're seeing for families, communities, for schools, that that's what the budget is tackling. Last year alone, I know the Minister over Education, Norma Foley, allocated over 90 million, uh, I suppose, to schools to ensure that, you know, schools were able to operate without passing on any additional cost to parents. The huge focus over the last year has been about supporting families, particularly in this difficult time. Uh, the capitation fee, as you've mentioned there, Pat, I mean, that covers sort of heating, lighting, insurance, sort of general upkeep. Yeah, but if and it doesn't, I mean, the, the, the point, well, if you'd around. address that point, Ashlyn, because that's the, sure. the topic we're uh, focusing on, it doesn't, exactly. it, it doesn't pay those basic bills, cleaning, waste disposal, heat, light. The capitation grant is not sufficient now to cover those. 
And that, I think, is very clear that that's why the Minister had allocated, I suppose, that funding last year to support those schools. And there's also been other measures that have been put in place as well, Pat. You know, like there's another 50 million that's been allocated under the free school book scheme in September, you know, to support families. Um, You know, that book grant was issued to schools last April. Um, There's also, you know, supports that have come through to families themselves directly, you know, sort of through the 100 euro additional, you know, for the sort of back to school allowance and, you know, another 100 euro under, you know, children's support. So there's supports coming from government directly to families around this really difficult time, but also for schools. It's absolutely crucial, Pat. And, you know, I suppose we need to see that that capitation fee is going to be sufficient for schools. Now, there is an enhanced capitation fee. You spoke there earlier just about, you know, schools maybe that have, you know, maybe children with additional needs or special needs. So there's an enhanced capitation fee for children, particularly around that. So, you know, speech and language or physical disability and so on. So schools can access that as well. Um, you know, those payments come out twice a year to schools, Pat. You know, they come in January and June and the ancillary payment comes in April. Um, you know, the challenge can be for schools if they're seeing, you know, ch- like more children needing school places. Like I'm in Banasloe, Pat. What I'm seeing on the ground is that we don't even have enough school places for children. Schools at like maximum capacity in towns. And that's in a town of, yeah. you know, seven, eight thousand with, a, you know, maybe a, a regional but, area. But hang on, 14, isn't that what the department is supposed to be doing? Planning for you know, population shifts exactly. and changes and so and on. And you've been in power long enough. Yeah, there's additional accommodation. I've worked with two of those schools around additional accommodation. Some of the challenges we're seeing, though, is getting new schools built. Um, and that is really where, you know, that to me is what is needed, particularly yeah, in some areas Okay, the so you, you build a new school which has a, an A1 energy rating, that's fine, and their bills might be small. A lot of the schools don't have a, an A1 energy rating and they cannot pay their bills. So what's your response to that? Well, exactly. The capitation fee has to meet the needs of the schools and the enhanced capitation fee has to meet the needs of the schools. Um, the other grants that are being put in place are to support schools, particularly principals, who are, I know, just under such pressure over the last year, over the last couple of years, in managing sort of the demands that they need to meet. But the OECD report that you've mentioned there as well, Pat, I mean, that has spoken around sort of the, the successes that we've seen as well, sort of like the high school completion rates, like we're seeing yeah, okay, but you, you're yeah. dodging the point, which is they need more money to keep the lights on and keep the schools warm. That's it. Uh, OECD yeah, exactly. stats, you know, whatever. But they need more well, money they- this autumn to keep the kids warm. Exactly. And that is what the government looked at doing last year. I mean, the, we've spoken on this before, I know, with Minister Foley and so on. I mean, that was why the 90 million was allocated last year to support schools around capitation fees. And um, that's why there's the enhanced capitation fee. That's why they're looking at supporting schools now with additional supports like SNAs. There's been an increase in SNAs. They've been looking at the sort of teacher student numbers in schools. They've been looking at how to support schools with technologies and counselling okay. programmes. You know, there's right, a lot but are you supporting are them? In many different are, ways. are you supporting a higher capitation fee in the budget for schools? I would like to advocate. I really admire how the groups have come together here. Like, there's a lot That's of. That's great. But what's your response? Do you support an increased capitation fee? Well, when you look at the existing capitation fee of roughly 183, I think, uh, from the year before, that's now there, I do believe that we need a higher amount. I mean, that. 
I suppose that 183 per student was the fee that was there before the once-off additional funding of last year. Um, we can see the success of investment in our schools, Pat. Like we can see from that OECD report, when you look, and I think the Irish Times article as well, in education, pointed out that when you look at overall sort of expenditure across government, it's 12% uh, on education. And we can see that in terms of the, the success when it comes to completion, when it okay. comes to that, that, again, even when you look at third uh, level. All, all wonderful, but number, kind of beside the point. Emer Nolan, as CEO of Education, together. What's your response? I, I suppose Ashley's actually pointing at the fundamental issue here, which is the overall amount of money we spend on education in this country, which has languished at the bottom of all of the OECD and international comparison tables for years and years. You know, it, generally 1.5% of GDP on primary education is the average across the OECD. In total, we spend 1.2%. So it's no wonder that there are all these competing demands. There, every single thing that Ashley mentioned there is really important. Um, you know, it, every single thing is, any principal will tell you, of course, you know, we need more school places. Of course, we really want to make provision okay. for autistic students in our classes. In, you know, in Educate Together, we're very familiar with that. About 60% okay. of our schools okay. have classes far above right. the national average. Last words then. Ashley Dolan, last words. Um, it was 200 yeah, we, euro, the capitation, in 2010. We so need back to see, in 2010, I think we had 200 euro. It has been dropped to 183. To uh, thanks okay. very much, Emer. And I think like the points that Emer is making is really just highlighting the struggles that principals are facing across the country. Um, it's really important that we've seen how the government has supported that last year in the budget with the, the, the 90 million in excess of what was there already to support schools with all of these pressures. I think it's really clear from the articles yesterday, over 12% of government funding is allocated through education. That's not even taken into account that now we've one in four schools that have access to DASH funding. It's not taking okay. into account all of the schools that are benefiting uh, now from free hot school lunches. So there's a lot of benefits coming right. to schools and education we and directly to families. leave it there. Ashling Dolan, Fine Gael Senator, Shannon, Education Spokesperson for her party and Emer Nolan, CEO of Educate Together. Thank you both very much for joining us. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.